Cave of Cool Podcast, Iteration 4. From the lands of Western Canada, the frightening frozen north. <laughs> Welcome to this week from the Cave of Cool. From the lands of Western Canada, the Wakanda of the North, this is This Week from the Cave of Pool. I am Calvin Hyten. And I'm M.D. Jackson. And we are the team that is bringing you our memories of some of the scariest movies of this time, and the time of Halloween, and all of the things that enter my brain as we're talking about these things. It's not going to be coherent, it's not going to be rational, but it's going to be interesting. It is so good, it is frightening. You will cry as you're free. Hey, Cal, what's this Calvin's Canadian Cave of Cool that all the kids are talking about? Well, it's the best place on the net if you want to find anything cool, anything relevant, anything that you want to bitch about that I'm currently bitching about, you will find it at the Cave of Cool. 42,000 posts over 10 years cannot be wrong. It is my obsession. It is my dream. It is my goal. It will survive me after death, and I'm telling you. Future historians will look back, and they will recognize the Cave of Cool as the pinnacle of blogging about all things that cool. That sounds amazing. How do I participate in this incredible well, uh, internet event? Well, of course, like anyone else, you go on to the Google, you press in Calvin's Canadian Cave of Cool, or just Calvin's Cave of Cool, or just Canadian Cave of Cool, or even Cave of Cool, and it will be the number one in the in the in the the, the Google. And you just click that on and enjoy your visit. I mean, I post all the time. Anything that enters my brain, I have to like talk about. I'm like a butterfly that way or like a hummingbird. I have no unexpressed thoughts in my head. So you will see it there and you will be entertained every day. I mean, I, of course, the people that, that uh, delete me or, or unfollow me are, are uh, blogging hate mutants um, who have no reason to live on this planet. So don't listen to them. Um, listen to the ones who do get it. And come by and and say hello and comment and and tell me I'm great because that kind of validation lasts me a month. So we're still talking about scary movies because it's yeah. it's just about Halloween. Yeah, and it's one of those kind of good weekends before Halloween, and it's nice to see the Halloween movie come back and be so successful. The Halloween it, movie. Yes, yeah, Michael Myers. Yeah, oh, okay, Halloween. Yeah, okay, the one with yeah, the new one. With Jamie, no, yeah, I'm, yeah, and she was on The View, and I think she's losing it, oh. like because she was like she was way too happy. Yeah. And she was talking about it was the biggest opening for a woman, 44 to 54, when there's a full moon in October. You know, on a Wednesday, you know, she just had all these qualifiers why it's such a great thing. And it is a great thing because the first one, John Carpenter, brilliant. Um, yep. The musical score, brilliant, right? The scares were, were honest. Mm -hmm. You know, Donald Pleasance is a great actor. And he, he slummed it in that and also um, uh, Escape from New York. And, and he is solid, man. He was in so many things. Mm -hmm. He'd do anything, right, just to do his craft. And anything he took on, he really played it. Like right to the hilt, he believed he that it was real, you know. Yeah. And so he added a lot of credibility to it. Mm -hmm. And young Jamie Lee was just adorable at the time, yeah. you know. So. So for um, her to come back now, leading a movie at the age that she is, especially in Hollywood as it is today, yeah, that is a big thing. 
Exactly, because, you know, she was shut out, of course, when she reaches that age, and she had a magnificent body. You remember trading places. Um, you know, that should have extended her career, you know, longer, right? But uh, she got the, uh, the the Carrie Fisher treatment, right, where everybody's afraid uh, and also desperately pleased that they're trying to get her into another gold bikini. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, well, some, she mentioned that to some executives. She mentioned to uh, uh, Daisy uh, Ridgely or whatever that, you know, you're at that point where people are afraid of you. Because they want you, but they don't want you, right? Yeah. And it's kind of creepy because the way they want you is also creepy. Yeah. So she went through a lot of that. But she was very honest and very smart and, and very talented. And she did a lot of uh, script um, um, doctoring, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of the comedies that we enjoyed over the, the 80s and 90s when she wasn't – or the 2000s when she wasn't really working were, had a lot to do with her mm -hmm. because she was very uh, um, famous for that and popular for that. Even though she had severe mental illness, which she never hid, or you know, like uh, um, Marco Kidder, same thing. You know, yeah. they all seem to have that same kind of mentality. And Jamie Lee Curtis is the same way. And I like the first Halloween. Look, I'm not a scary movie guy, um, but you know, teens having sex when I'm not good-looking teens having sex when I'm not when I'm as a teenager, <laughs> and then getting killed in horrible ways that is very cathartic. You know, that makes you feel good <laughs> about yourself. You know, well, when you leave the theater. When you put it that way, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. Uh, well, see, I thought that way, right? Well, <laughs> that, that was my whole, you know, all of them were like that. All yeah. every serial killer, that was all their motivation. Yeah, uh, but that's and of course Michael Martin. And this is, you know, John Carpenter, of course, John Carpenter, master horror movie maker. Uh, oh, and, and on, on the cheap, on the cheap, of course, he could do it. Yeah, uh, Michael Myers, you never see his face. He's just wearing that that William Shatner mask, which is. Really and isn't crazy. that the greatest bit of trivia you ever heard in your life? I know. When I heard about that, I was like, blew my mind. I don't. Really? It was a, it was a, they turned it inside out and it scared the hell out of you. Yeah. Because <laughs> that expression, no expression is what scares you the most. Mm -hmm. You know, like Freddie, he had expressions and he was kind of a clown, so he didn't really scare me as much as Jason and, and Michael Myers did. Because mm -hmm. those, those not seeing what's behind that face is, is, that's not even human anymore. Yeah. Right. That's and of course it's, it's, you know, it's something that, that tie, it's one of the things that frighten you most is this relentless force that's coming for you. And you can't oh, stop it. This is what oh. this is what's behind the Terminator movies. This is what's behind Michael Myers and and Jason and all those other guys. It's like nothing will stop this. You know. It's and, like, and the greatest thing is, it's you, like you death know, and taxes. It just right. you can't get away from it. death, taxes, and, and Michael Myers. And Michael Myers. And you know that scene where she thinks she killed him, and he's lying on the ground, and of course she turns her back to him, mm -hmm. and of course he sits up, yeah. right? And that freaks everybody the hell out in the theater because you know you, you haven't seen that a lot, right? I remember Carrie when her hand comes out at the end. Oh, yeah, that was frightening. That was terrifying. You didn't see that all the time like you do today, right? Yeah. That was when he stood up like so quiet. He's so quiet too. Mm -hmm. He walks quiet. Yeah. When he sat up, that freaked the, the, the hell out of me, right? Because right. it was like, oh, my God, you can't. And the Terminator, same thing. When, when they thought they had him and, and he comes crawling out of that, that fire, mm -hmm. you know? My, my friend was sitting there, and we're all freaking out, and she just goes, takes a licking and keeps on ticking. Right? <laughs> and the whole theater just – it was – they needed a good laugh, right? Well, of course. You At do. that point. Yeah. Because it's that point where you realize maybe they're not going to win. You know? Mm -hmm. Like Infinity War, maybe Thanos will win. And that is more frightening than anything because you want to leave the theater knowing the guy is not waiting for you at the car. That's right. True. Yeah. That's why I'm surprised more of these freaking clowns that come out at night don't get killed. Right? Well, you know, there was a little – there was a bit of – for, for some reason, there was a movement in the states and, and I guess in Canada and Britain, some places. and Britain and Britain. People mm -hmm. would dress up as clowns, scary clowns, and just mm -hmm. sort of stand on street corners and intimidate people. Yeah, right. And, I, and, and I'm surprised Britain. that more people didn't, you know, especially oh, in the state in America. Instant. You know, it's like 
It's insane. And yeah. Britain, and Britain has a, uh, the whole island is CCTV cameras, right? Right. They can see every part of that island mm -hmm. on camera. So you know, when that guy comes up, why isn't a cop coming by with a taser? Or maybe that taser rifle that shoots many tasers at one person, right? Yes. Something like that. Well, you know? as, although in Britain, I know they do things differently. As, as Robin Williams once said, you know, in Great Britain, the cops will say, stop, or I'll say stop again. <laughs> they, they don't have guns. I know. They never let the Bobbies carry guns. I never understood that. I, I right? don't know if they have tasers. Oh, they should. They, they must. Do, they do have little billy clubs. Yeah, that, that's something, I guess. But and, and again, why bear spray? Because that gets the cop in the eyes too. Yeah. The taser is a brilliant invention. You know, I, I remember. I remember. I'm just gonna dilute here, but there's a one cops episode or um, live PD when they first started, right. and this is when I knew that the show would be a success. They pull this guy out of the car, and he must have been 400 pounds, about seven feet tall, big bovine, right? Mm -hmm. With his with his hillbilly um, um, wife beater on and his hat and everything, right? And he's standing by the car and he's breathing heavy, <laughs> right? And he's ready to go at these three cops, right? You can just tell. He's just ready to jump on them and he was going to fight them. And all of a sudden, they give him the taser, right? And he drops to the ground. Mm. And he gets up and his attitude was like completely different. He goes, man, I didn't know it would feel like that, right? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't understand the concept of the taser, right? Yeah. He's talking like that, right? Yeah. And he's going... Boys, that's how you stop a maniac, right? He goes, I was ready <laughs> so, to jump so he, off three. You know, he starts talking like that, right? So I was he, ready to... he starts off as, as this sort of hulking, a bull, threatening a bull. A bull. A bull. He gets the taser applies to him, and suddenly he's a Harvard scholar. Well, yeah, oh, I say that is rather unpleasant. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's Ferdinand the bull, right? Yeah, he's yeah. ready to smell the flowers. And he's sitting there and goes, you boys, boys, mind if I have a dip? Can I have a chew? Right? And they go, yeah, sure, go ahead. Thanks, that's very considerate of you, right? Because <laughs> you could get me again, right? And I'd go down. I can't fight that, right? It's just that it's like his whole life philosophy changed, right? Yeah. He well, thought he could solve his problems with his sides and everything, but he just realized the little the barbs are bigger than him. Yeah, yeah. It's like well, it's like those guys who think, you know, well, let's, let's just try this taser thing, you know, and they shoot themselves in the neck, or, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, it can't. How can it be that bad? It's such a little thing. You know, like, I know. And all cops have to get it right before they can use it. Yeah. They have to be tased. Oh, oh, do they have to actually be yes. subjected yes. to the tase? Yeah, and they actually hold them. Two guys hold them, yeah. and they give them the shot, right? It's not like – they should have them running at something. Yeah. They should get them in the midair, right? Yeah. Which is my dream tasing anyway. Yes, One a, a midair tasing. A midair tasing. And I've seen that. Yeah. I've seen a guy trying to go over a fence and get tased. And, of course, he dropped like a stone yeah, and was unconscious. And I've seen one guy try to – he jumped like almost like a ballet dancer, mm -hmm. thought he could get away from it if he jumped high enough. Yeah. And he had that kind of you know, gayish kind of you know, flair to his jump yeah. with his arms out and everything. And it hit, caught him midair. And like I said, he dropped like a bag of cement. Now, now the taser, you'd, you'd think the taser would be the something, the thing that would stop Michael Myers or Jason or Freddy or any of those guys. Well, yeah. Freddy, yeah. not so much because he's in control. But, you know, anything well, out in the real world. Think it, but no one's ever tried the taser. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because they didn't have him back then. Yeah. And also, he wears that kind of jumpsuit, a little thicker. Yeah. So, and you got the mask too. You really got to get him in a good place where the barbs will stick in, right? Because mm -hmm. nothing worse than using the taser and it doesn't work on the guy. Yeah. Because then you got another problem. Right, I got to change the cartridge. You know, this maniac's coming at me. It's oh, just, yeah. Oh man, yeah. right. I I mean, I he, was, he was he was going to kill me before, but no, he's just pissed off. It's going to hurt. Yeah, you know? that's right. It worked on the range, yeah. man. Now uh, I'm going to have to use my real gun, and I got to sign paperwork. And if I kill him, I'm going to be on the media. You know, it's just, it's yeah. a bad sign. It is. So, in 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 movies like that, where the maniac is a hulking brute who comes at you, right? You know, and you don't have a taser, you're just you're hooked. Movies like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 
the most bizarre and brutal series of crimes in America. Do you want to hear that story? I've been hearing about this story. You have a story that you've been hinting at, teasing us with. Yes. I need to know. Okay. Okay. Texas a, Chainsaw Massacre, Toby Hooper, Toby and, Hooper. and Billy Idol. And Billy Idol, what yes. What do these three things have in common? In common. Well, you remember back in the old days before the internet and before when we only had 13 channels. Yes. The only horror movies you ever got exposed to were the universal black and white ones. Yes. Right? And they were mostly cut up for commercial time. And they were played at night, and that was as scary as movies ever got that you saw as a kid, right? I mean, my aunt took me to see Carrie, and I almost crapped my pants, and I begged her to take me to that. Yeah. My mom wouldn't let me see The, uh, uh, the Godfather because there was a horse's head in the bed, mm -hmm. right? So I was kind of sheltered from this kind of gruesome behavior. But when I was 13, I was in Air Cadets, and I got exposed to everything, to learn everything. I learned photography. I learned how to develop film, how to work the enlarger, you know, um, um, developer, stopper, fix bath, wash, you know, I knew all that stuff, right? I, yeah, I was, I was a photography geek when I was in high school, too. Yeah. I was, too. I loved it, right? I even taught photography at cadet camp. Mm -hmm. I was a cadet photographer. I was camp photographer, right? And it was like w wartime, right? That's mm -hmm. where you felt, yeah. life in wartime, because you had to take pictures of everything. So... Um, so Cadets exposed me to a lot of things. Our commander worked at Brandon University, and they have this huge 35-millimeter movie collection that goes back to the beginning of film. And they have a great film studies program. And, in fact, if I hadn't moved to Alberta and I still live in Manitoba, I probably would have went to film study school at the mm -hmm. University of Brandon. That was kind of my, my dream. Um, so they had a, a weekend course where you could learn to be a projectionist, right? Two days, and then you had to show two movies, um, and then you got um, certified, right? Okay. And so, so we take this little class, and it's neat. They show us how to, you know, fix problems and how to show the movie and how to switch reels and yeah. time it so the two projectors work and everything. And, and you look for the little they, – they don't do it now anymore, of course, but they used to have the little thing in the corner, a little beep. Boop. When you yes. hear the second one, you got to turn on the second projector. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, it's funny you remember that. Well, so, I, I used to be part of the film school, uh, film okay. club at University of British Columbia. Oh, there you go. There so you go. I, so I, you know. I was I was assistant to the projectionist. And I actually kept that card, and that's how I got out of one of my classes in in high school because mm -hmm. I was the projectionist guy. Okay. So I brought I brought the projection to various classes and showed the movies and stuff. So I got kind of I got a break that way. Um, but so I'm, I'm taking this course, and so they have this film. This they took it. They they trained us before this um, big film festival they were having of some of the great movies of all time because they had all the copies, right? Mm -hmm. And so I go up my night. My night's a Friday night, right? I got to show these two movies in the night, and I don't know why they picked this. I don't know if they realized I was 13 years old. I don't know what they were thinking. But the first movie I had to show was um, uh, Night of the Living Dead. Okay. The, uh, the George Romero, black and white original. Yes. Right? Um, which in itself is a terrifying movie. And at know? 13, yeah, it's, it's yeah. frightening. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it. You're ignorant. They're coming for you, Barbara. Stop it! You're acting like a child! They're coming for you! Look! There comes one of them now! He'll hear you! Here he comes now! I'm getting out of here! John! 
uh, they're coming for you, Barbara, yeah. right? You know, that freaked me out. And then when the little girl is in the basement chewing on her dad's arm, yeah. which she's already eaten half of it of, mm-hmm. right? And even though the blood isn't black and white, it just – that image sticks with my head, right? Yeah. Yeah. And again, I'm a kid who never saw scary movies, right? Never even heard about these ones because it wasn't in my field of vision, right? Right. And so – I'm, I'm watching this one while I'm trying to – I know I had to change the reels and everything, so I'm freaking out about that. I'm freaking out about this film because you got to watch it while you, you're showing it, right? Mm-hmm. And I locked the door, so the guy that was supposed to grade me was knocking on the door to let me in, right? And go, no, I can't, right? You could be one of them zombies, right, kind of thing, right? <laughs> and, and I was half serious and half joking, right, because I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I was worried how I'd get home at night, right? Yeah. What, what's going to happen to me after dark? So I finished that one. And the next one, again, I had no idea. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Had no idea. <laughs> oh, right? this is, so this is a real drop you in the fire right. kind of. And if you remember Toby Hooper at the time, there was a movie on the cheap, Grindhouse style, yeah. but very depraved. Mm-hmm. Absolutely depraved. Yeah. Based on um, Ed Gwynn, the famous serial killer who made things out of skin like lampshades and things like that. And he, yeah. it, Buffalo Bill from the Silence of the Lambs. He is, he's kind of the, 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 the inspiration for that. Yeah, Leatherface. Of course, he wear, it would always bother me. He wears that mask of somebody's face, mm-hmm. but the eyes don't match up. Yeah. So how can you see properly when you're wielding that freaking chainsaw, right? It's just dangerous, yeah. right? Well, <laughs> Somebody yeah. has talked to him about that. I mean, anyone who's taken a chainsaw safety course watches that movie and is, is frightened anyway. It's frightened. Even it's if frightened. they don't believe it, all of them. Oh, you know, oh and, and, stuff. and I didn't even hear the myth about it, right? Yeah. And all that, you know, it, you can put it in someone's head, but you, when you see it raw like that, yeah. it's just, I mean, I knew what the human centipede was to, enough to avoid it. Yeah. Right. This was or, you're or, thrown. Uh, you're, this is just thrown right in your oh, face. Oh, it, it was and like you, watching. A, and you cannot close your eyes because you're oh, the projectionist. It, exactly. And it's like watching live comedy mm-hmm. when the guy's bombing. You, you want him to just blow up or explode or leave. You, yeah. you, you wish you could turn the channel, yeah. right? It's like when you watch comedy on TV, you can turn the channel if the guy's not good. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I had to watch every depraved moment, and it's ugly. Uh-huh. It's bad. Yeah. It's it's worse than you ever thought it could be. And on all those torture porn that they make today. That those are those are children yeah. compared to Toby. And, and this isn't just like you know on video or on on you know watching it on, on online or on YouTube or whatever. This is, was in the theater, in just grindhouse theater. style, right. filled with other movie loving maniacs. And you who had heard about this movie. And are you there? And you can't close your eyes. And you're alone. I'm in a little room. And you're 13 right? years old. I swear to God, if I would have heard a freaking chainsaw, I would have taken those reels and used them as weapons. <laughs> that would have ninjaed that whole thing, right? Yeah. I'd be throwing reels at this guy like they were ninja stars. Right. Okay. So I, I watch this movie, and afterwards, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm changed. Uh-huh. I'm shattered. I'm just, I'm terrified of, of things. Right. And they give me this card, and I'm like, I'm really looking at them, and say, I did all that for this freaking little card, and it's not even laminated. Right. <laughs> Laminate this bitch, and then give it back to me. Right. That was kind of my whole attitude. Uh-huh. So, and and then over the years, I learned about this movie. Right. Because anytime it comes up, I, I, I. Look at it. It was one of the first things I researched online when I yeah. got to the internet. Right. And my, even my buddy Tim. Um, night on on Hero Press. Shout out to Tim mm-hmm. um, in, in England. He did his dissertation on this movie. Did he really? So you know, it, yeah, it affects people. It's it's a seminal work in disgusting, horrible horror fiction. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to come that close, right? Right. And I read about this Toby Hooper, and I was like, Toby, this maniac, right? Mm-hmm. Anytime that movie came up, I mentioned that Toby Hooper was a insane maniac, depraved. He's he's worse than um um um. Polanski, right? Right. There's a guy who deserves to be deported to France, right? He didn't deserve to breathe North American air, right? Okay. And and I didn't watch anything he ever did. I just wanted nothing to do with this guy, right? right. This mutant. 
Okay, so we go about a few years later. We're into the age of video, and as a kid, music was everything to me. Mm-hmm. So when I first saw Queen do their their movie of uh, Bohemian Rhapsody of course, with all yeah. the video effects that they showed on the Midnight Special, yeah. uh, I thought that was something special. I thought that was the future, and I was right, of course, right. because soon I was watching The Buggles saying mm-hmm. video killed the radio star on MTV and realizing I was a genius once again, right? Right. And so I was really into videos because video did kill the radio star. Do you remember a guy called Christopher Cross? I, I do remember Christopher Cross. He sang yeah. a song called Sailing. Sailing, yes. Beautiful voice, beautiful orchestra. It was a great singer. album was huge. Then he came on the Midnight Special, mm. and he was a, a husky gentleman like you and I. Yeah. He was a tubby fellow, and he wore a blue sweater with a white shirt underneath with the collars out. Mm-hmm. Not a good look for a fat guy. No. And he sang that song, and it – it, they couldn't market him after that yeah. because he just – video, it was everything. The image, the look was everything, right? It's like the old silent film stars that just can't make it into the, the talkies because oh. their voices sound weird. Exactly. The, these singers, in the ring. they can't make it in, on the, in the video age because they got, they, got they got a face designed for radio. Exactly. Thank yeah. you. And, of course, you, then you get groups like Platinum Blonde who look good like rock stars, but mm-hmm. they sing for shit, right? Yeah. And their songs are all written by other people, right? Right, right? And I'm surprised they didn't Millie Vanilli it, right? Just to find people who could sing. That Again, the Weather Girls, that's why I love them so much. They are not video friendly. No. Them is large black women. I loves me a large, sassy black woman, right? Mm-hmm. And they are. And it's a great song. It's an anthem. But they would have never got a video made in the old days, right? Right. This happened right after Millie Vanilli. So they were the voices behind a lot of other singers, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they did a lot of this fake singing. So they got their shot. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they created an, a, an anthem, right, for, for gay pride, right? Right. So at the beginning of the video age, everyone's looking for the first big star. There's always got to be the first one, right? Right. Who's got the look, who's got the songs, mm-hmm. who's got the swagger, who's a rock star, who looks great, who can combine the image with the music and, and create something that never been done before. Right. And that person was Billy Idol. And the mirror's reflection I'm a-dancing with myself But when there's no one else inside In the crowd and lonely night Well, I wait so long for my love vibration And I'm dancing with myself Absolutely. For, absolutely. And he was in Generation X, and he put out a two-side um, um, uh, LP. I, I, um, I used to have the Generation called X Kiss albums, me, yeah. Called Kiss Me Deadly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's got Kiss Me Deadly on. It's a great song. Mm-hmm. But the B-side was Dancing With Myself, mm-hmm. right. which is a Billy Idol. It's a classic. Anytime I hear those first tracks, but when you hear the beginning of that song, you get up and you just got to dance from the 80s, right? Yes. Brilliant tune. So then he does the video. And the video was unlike – most videos before them were, were performance ones, mm-hmm. or if they tried to tell a little story, it was kind of dumb, right? Yeah. They never really pulled it off. Yeah. He, his story was he lived on the top of this building, and these zombies kept climbing the building. Mm-hmm. And when they got to his podium at the top, he would grab onto the electrical um, um, j- transformer, yeah. and he would zap them off the building, right? Yeah. Zap, right. Zap, and it all to the music, right? And they'd fall, and they'd die, but then they'd get up again, and they'd do it again, right? Mm-hmm. It was like Sisyphus with the rock, right? Yes. Fighting these zombies every time. Great concept. 
uh-huh. filmed wonderfully. The effects are a little lame because when they fall, it's it, you can tell it's early uh, CGI, right? Yeah, it's early eighties. It's it's yeah. yeah. But but he gets the point across. But it's an it is an exciting video with a great song and a great look, and he's got that sneer. Mm-hmm. And when he does that line, and I switch, switch, right? Yeah. You just you're just into it so much, and I love that video so many times. I I would hear that strain when the TV was on. I'd run into the room, right? Because right? they they played it ad nauseum um, everywhere, and I loved it. I never got tired of it. Mm-hmm. So I let that go. And about a year ago, Toby Hooper died. Yeah. And Rob's room, it's another big, great blog that I follow. Hey, Rob, uh, uh, shout out. Um, he mentions that Toby Hooper also is known for directing Dancing With Myself by Billy Idol. <laughs> he directed it. He came yes. up with the concept, and, and my head exploded. The two sides of my brain, it's like they smashed together, right? Mm-hmm. And and it was it, – I I'd never it, – it's, it's the most amazing thing I think I've ever felt, like pop culturally. Mm. I just realized that the maniac – who, who terrorized me, who I wanted to see in prison, like a, a child molesting serial killer with a chainsaw, yeah. um, had created this this seminal work in, in the age of video. Uh-huh. And, and I, have to, I have to give him his props for that. Yes. And I do have to give him his props to Texas Chainsaw because mm-hmm. nobody could come up with a concept like that even no. today. Now, it's almost as if he's, he's asking you for, his, for your forgiveness by That's what you know, it was giving like. you the Billy Idol video. Give me my, give me my love. I deserve Cal. But he could have told me, like, but I had to find out like twenty, thirty years later after he right? died, which is the sad. Yeah, when I'm carrying all this, this weight of the guilt and everything, <laughs> me and him could have been buddies, right? Yeah, we could have been buddies. We could have, we could have hung out. Me and him and Leatherface, right? Yeah, picking up women because you know Leatherface, he he got the women, right? Because they love that kind of. Bad well, boy. he did. Yeah, they didn't. Want well, him, he got them literally. Yeah, he got them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially that one at the end. I'll never forget that. <laughs> She thinks she's getting away. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. And the car pulls into the same um, house, you yeah. know, same driveway. Oh, fuck. Well, I, you know, I, I have my problems with Toby Hooper, but that has more to do with Life Force and Invaders from Mars. But that's another story. He did Life Force? Yes, with, he did. With, with Chekhov? Yes. No, oh, Life my. Force with uh, Steve Railsback. Oh, that's and even worse. What about Vampires in Space? It yes. actually had Patrick Stewart yes. in it. It was one of Patrick Stewart's. Uh, just before he became uh, Captain Picard, he was in. He was also in Dune, and he was in, of course, Excalibur. Yeah, yeah. Was he memorable in that one, like he is in those ones in small role, or was he in a bigger role? He I was in. A, he was in a supporting role in okay. uh, in in both of them. It was a smaller role, but. But when you look at him now, is he is he like was he interesting then? He was very interesting. Yeah, he was. There was something there. Uh, although I, I, it's funny, I was uh, he, he was in Excalibur, and I I have the um, DVD, and there's a film commentary. Uh, by the director, uh, John Borman. Right. Uh, and whenever he talks about Patrick Stewart, he says, oh, yes, well, there's that actor, who, of course, oh. everyone knows from Star Trek. You know, so he oh. wouldn't say his name. So it's like, yeah, there's probably some bad blood in between them. See, and I can't see that. Patrick Stewart's like the sweetest guy. He is great. I actually met Patrick Stewart uh, wow. in person. He's a swell guy. In, in when I've seen him talk to guy. crowds, like when he talked to this one woman who was uh, abused because he had abuse in his childhood. Yes. His mother was abused by his father. Mm-hmm. And how he, he talked to her about how he came to the understanding mm-hmm. of how men have to protect women mm-hmm. and not abuse them. It's just beautiful. And when he talked about coming back as Picard, when he announced it in front of a, a large crowd of fans. He, he got emotional. He got cried. I mean, yeah. he loves the fan. He loves the people who love him. He really appreciates it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love his relationship with um, 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 Sir... Um, I know exactly who you're talking about because yeah, no. uh, they wear hats. Yes. They go apple picking. Yeah, <laughs> they're the best gay couple who's not gay. You know they're what I mean? The best gay couple who's not gay. Yes, that's right. Um, you know, 
Gandalf. Uh, Gandalf, yes. You know, Magneto. Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen, of course. Ian yeah. McKellen, of course. Now, Ian you know, McKellen, you, yeah. Uh, you wish Picard was gay when you see them together. Because, you yeah. want him to have the love of those two because they just get each other. You know what I mean? They do. And they're both geniuses at what they do. Mm-hmm. They're they're very good in the voices and everything. And just They're very impressive. So, I mean, that that, that was just monumental for me that, that Toby Hooper created Dancing With Myself. Toby yeah. Hooper created the age of video because he extended that mm-hmm. life, uh, that, that art form maybe 10 years. Because people now had a had a, a bar that they had to reach. Yes. You know, Toby freaking Hooper, Toby of Hooper. all people. And, and I mean, I, and again, that movie will never leave me. If I could have one, if I could, have, um, um, the spotless mind thing. If I could have something to erase, that would be it. You would be erased that the memory of being in that memory. Movie. I was thirteen. How dare they? <laughs> so they the, the, the guy who me. traumatized you is also the guy who, who inspired you. Inspired me. And you know, because people have different levels. They got different sides they, to them. Don't they? I mean, look at me. I got that offer today. I'm brilliant. And yeah, I know well, it. And when I get validated like that, oh my God, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be impossible to deal with at least for a month, right? Like Spock <laughs> said, you two will be insufferably pleased with yourselves for at least a month, for at least a sir. Month, yeah. yeah, sir. <laughs> you know. So, uh, well, that's my that's my Toby Hooper so Billy, Toby Billy Hooper Idol story. Billy Idol story. But well. do not watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre, people. I'd rather watch your Hunter from the Future, right? No. Oh, oh I, I, no, I've Space seen both Balls of them. I've seen both. Uh, oh, Texas yours Chainsaw pretty bad. Massacre and your Hunter from the Future, and actually, I. I, it's a toss-up as to which I would recommend you. Oh God, my yeah. buddy, we used to pick, we would get a movie pick every week on Cheap Tuesday. Yeah. He picked your Hunter from the Future, and he <laughs> never lived it down. Of course, I picked RoboCop, and he thought he had me, right? Yeah. He thought he had a worse one to to ride me about. Mm-hmm. But I walked out of there more arrogant, of course, because I was brilliantly right about RoboCop. RoboCop. We saw it in Edmonton at during university. It was yeah. in one theater on the far side of town in an ethnic neighborhood. And they showed five trailers before the movie of, of foreign films. Mm-hmm. And you know the more trailers before a movie, it's a death sentence, right? Mm-hmm. And foreign movies was a death sentence with, with foreign language trailers, not even subtitles. And my friends looked at me and go, you're the movie guy? This is what you brought us to? And I said, it cost you $2. Shut up, right? <laughs> and, of course, we left there. You know how great RoboCop was. RoboCop yeah. was, is, is oh. perfect, yeah. Brilliant. Why remake that movie, right? Another my perfect example and, of why and, remake and a yet, movie. And yet they did. I don't know why. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the mash He did the monster mash The monster mash It was a graveyard smash He did the mash It got on in a flash He did the mash He did the monster mash From my laboratory in the castle east To the master bedroom where the vampires Movies that scared us Yes, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is obviously your. Oh, that's, but that's not even scared. Yeah. That's visceral. That's that's terror. Yeah, I was terrorized. Yeah. Now this is we've been our last podcast. We admitted we're both kind of big babies when it comes to horror movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we've been there. We've been in the trenches. We've been. Yeah, we've seen you know, it all. Frightened by by films. What was the one thing that scared you when you were a kid? What was the one movie that frightened you most when you were younger? Oh boy. Um, I would say um, the one in the theater that I couldn't leave was Alien.
It was okay. the first movie I ever took a girl to, mm-hmm. Tara Crandall, and I was so proud of myself, right? Yeah. And we're holding hands, and I think I, I, I gouged into her hand more than – like I was just – you know, I was holding on to her for dear life. Uh-huh. I mean, if that if that xenomorph had came out the screen, I would have pushed her in front of it. I mean, <laughs> I'm not proud to say that, but you know, and I loved her, but I was I was not I'm not proud to say that, but yeah. I would have done that because that tension was unrelenting. Mm-hmm. Um, and and of course, uh, we all know how that you know it, it the concept of it was so brilliant, yeah. right? It terrified you. And a lot of times, though, I'll avoid those kind of movies. Like I won't see the the new Halloween. I know what's going to happen. I know people are going to get killed in horrible ways, and and maybe she'll win the day, maybe she won't. But it's very much, um, you know, female empowerment and mm-hmm. and get the man that abused you, or you know, it's like it, it's very, it's one of those cathartic things that people, I yeah. think, they like to be scared. Yeah, people and, and, and in a way, Alien was kind of like that way too. Sigourney Weaver ended up being the hero of the of the movie, and you never expected that. You didn't expect I that. Thought it, I thought it would be um, what's his name, Tom um um Tom Skerritt. Tom Skerritt as Dallas. That's, that's what everyone yeah, thought. Dallas. You know, I thought he's going to be the hero. Yeah, or the black guy. Black guys never die. And then but he got killed. Both of them, both of them get killed off halfway through. And it's like, well, that exactly. Happen. I don't know. Don't and, and, here. and of course, when when the thing comes out of his chest, and yeah, that and, was now oh. I I I had actually spoiled the movie for myself. I read the comic book. There was oh, a, there was an animated or a, a comic book adaptation. So of course, I okay. knew what was going to happen. The comic book freaked me out enough, and I was you know that the whole concept of the alien bursting out of the chest just just terrified me. So when I went to see the movie, because I live in a small town, we don't get movies until right. it's there in second or third run. We went to see the movie. I think most people knew what was coming anyway, but I was anticipating it. I was I was anxious, anticipating this moment, and it happens. And the whole audience bursts out laughing. Oh. And I was like, what the hell's wrong with you people? This guy just had this alien burst out of his chest. You think it's funny? Exactly. What's the matter with you? And we had never seen that. I mean, all the aliens we met before were like little green goofballs mm-hmm. who were no threat to us. Yeah. We're always smarter than them. Even if they got laser ray guns, our little piddly uh, lead pushers are, are uh, superior to them, yeah. right? We never get taken off like to serve man, right? We no. never figure out at the, at the end that it's a cookbook, yeah. right? We always defeat them. And if they taste like chicken, we could fuck you fry their asses. That's right, That's yes. Like the right? thing from another world, the giant okay. carrot. Exactly, we fried it's, his it's ass. Vegan right? friendly movie, the thing. Exactly, uh, uh, another brilliant movie. Not the, John, not the John Carpenter version, of course. No, no I'm talking the Howard Hughes one. Yeah, yeah I love the John Carpenter one because it's got Kurt Russell, and Kurt Russell could do no wrong Kurt in that. Kurt Russell movie. is awesome. Oh, when they're testing each other's blood, there was some tension. Oh yeah. That, oh, absolutely. Kind of I love. And again, the right kind of scares, the right kind of violence, mm-hmm. not these stupid jump scares or, or you know, things like that. You know, it's those, funny, I, jump scares are a big thing now. You know, kids love the jump scares, but you. The best jump scares, the, the most effective jump scares are ones that are built up. You know, yes. you have to take at least 60 minutes to build them up or, you know, at least half a movie to build up the, the proper jump scare. You can't just make a movie all jump scares because right. after that it's like – Well, I tell you, when, Mike, when Michael Myers sat up in that first mm-hmm. Halloween and you see that him behind her and she's kind of about her back to him, she thinks she's won the day. Yeah. And he just sits up quietly like, what was that? That's now not I'm quite a jump scare because jump it's like a slow tension. It's like – well, that's true. That's but, true. I'm thinking more Carrie too. Yeah. Like when the woman's at the grave and the hand comes up, and yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, no, and that ended the movie. That's interesting. It's interesting with the way that scene came about. I read an interview with uh, the director of, of um, Brian De Palma. Okay. And he wanted to do the original ending from the novel, in which uh, Carrie basically destroys the town. Now, right. She walks through town, causes fires, basically raises the town to the ground. Right. He couldn't afford it. it was too much money. <laughs> Right. Uh, but he said, I need something. So he came like up John with John Candy with his crane shot. Yeah. Well, so he, yeah. he couldn't afford it. 
he couldn't afford, but he said, I need to do something. So he, he created this little dream sequence and, and then did the jump scare because, and that was his, his, you know, and he's like, I can't have the big, you know, town right. being right. blown up, but I'm going to do this little jump scare. And that actually ended up being more effective than, was it ever? Than the I mean, town, yeah. Anytime you see one of those, it automatically tooks you back to Carrie. It's, it's an homage. Yeah. Because really, you had never thought of that before, in a way, right? Because yeah, and, it didn't. And ever, that was, that was that, the brilliance of De Palma with that. Oh, God, dressed to kill and everything? Yeah. I mean, he just had a way of creating that mood, that tension, which made you feel like uncomfortable. It wasn't like Toby Hooper where you just felt generally sick into your brain and your yeah. stomach and, and just by the horrific things that were being shown. I never thought people would think that way, right? Yeah. I can't look at a chainsaw the same way ever again. Yeah, well, right. Because I'm cutting wood. I'm want to cut the name, nearest person to me to see what the appeal is, right? Yeah. You know, because I can't see it being much fun. No. Because once they die, you're just cutting into stuff. Yeah. Right. Uh, we, you know, honestly, again, living in in rural British Columbia, one of the classes uh, that we had in our high school was. Um, uh, working woodwork with chainsaws. Oh, because <laughs> you had a bunch of high school kids working with chainsaws. Man, and, and the guy who was in charge of it, you know, was basically like, "Well, you know, if if someone if someone's doing something wrong, you can't go up and tap them on the shoulder, and you know, you just got to sit back and wait and hope that they don't cut right. something off." But right. you know, <laughs> you can't throw an acorn at them or anything, right? Yeah, no, you just can't do that. But so this is these insane. Play, play insane. Like, you know. um, I, mean, I I went to your Highwood kids that shouldn't be building a, a bookcase. Right? Yeah. But they should be around tools. But still, they're sitting on the lathe, and I'm just waiting for the chisel to fly across the room. Yeah. I get somebody in the neck, like uh, Final <laughs> Destination style. Yeah. Actually, you know, oddly enough, I was when, terrified of shop class. When I, I was I, in, uh, when I was in in Mackenzie, uh, you know, northern BC, where I grew up in our okay. high school, one of oh, the that's kids. Wood, that's wood country. In 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 wood sh- in metal shop. I wasn't in the shop. But in metal shop, one of the kids decided it would be a good idea to take a bullet, you know, like a bullet from his father, oh, no. his dad's gun or wherever he got it from. And it's oh, like, no. let's put this bullet in a vice and let's keep twisting the vice oh. and see what happens. Oh. <laughs> you know, naturally the bullet went off. Fortunately, <laughs> no one was killed. <laughs> well, I had a kid when I was teaching where we had to go in the lab because my, uh, my portal lost heat. So oh, we no. had to go into the science lab and he put um, a piece of wire in, in the, the outlet. And all I heard was, a <laughs> I heard this, right? And I, and I looked at him, and the hair basically was standing up, right? And, and I asked, what did you learn? Right? And he kept mad. I go, what did you learn? Tell the class what you learned. And he's like, I, 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 you know, he couldn't talk for a while. Half his face was drooping. I go, you might be stuck like that, I'm afraid, right? Because, you know, what has he learned? <laughs> Don't stick things in the outlet. It's like the first time he was near an outlet, and there were outlets everywhere in the lab, right? Oh, first time he had to go stick him. And where did he get a piece of metal? That's like... I, it, I'm, like I'm amazed. It's like prisoners, right? How did he make a shank? How did he make that 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 fire oh, throwing projectile, dear. right? Um, oh. Now, if you want to talk about scary movies, movies that scared us when we were a kid. Okay, what's one of yours? Mine is odd, oddly enough, the very first movie that scared me when I was a kid that I remember anyway. And this is going to sound like a really odd choice. Okay. The Three Stooges in Orbit. It's a tank. It's a sub. It's a plane. Let's put it in orbit. I'll drive it. Oh. Uh, what are you, some kind of nuts? Yeah, astronauts. See, I don't get that. It that's terrified me. Goofy. I know. Were you afraid of that, that the, the helmet, they were going to lose air because the helmets weren't secure? Or Actually, no, it was – um, <laughs> It was – I mean, 1960 – it was originally from 1962, so it would have come on TV. You know, in, Black and white. Yeah, late 60s, early 70s. I might right. have been four or five years old. Let me guess they hit each other a lot. Well, I'm watching the Stooges. I love the Stooges. The Stooges I are do great, too. right? Okay. I'm watching right. a kid. I'm a kid. I'm watching the Stooges. Three Stooges in orbit. Now, there's a scene in the movie – where they encounter this giant spider. Oh, 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 
ship! Right on that! The giant spider, now it throws little electrical sparks out of its little legs, and of course it, it, it hits the stooges in the bum, and they're like, you know. <laughs> yeah. and it's yeah. a funny scene, it's hilarious, Right. except when you're four years old, and you love the stooges, and you're afraid they're going to be eaten by a giant spider. And do you know sp- what spiders are at that point? Mm-hmm. Like, Are you scared of them, or is this the first time you've seen a giant electrical spider? Well, I, I, I'm, I'm generally leery of spiders to begin with. We, had, okay. we were in a house that had a lot of spiders, in, and I, okay. I didn't like them. And this giant spider is going to eat the stooges. I love the stooges. This giant spider is going to eat them. I started to cry. I was terrified. I was bawling my head off. And my mother did not understand because she's watching this movie and she said, this is, this is funny shit. And I am absolutely traumatized and terrified. Oh, my so, God. Yeah. Did that ruin the stooges for you forever? Uh, or did it, it just ruin you for spiders? It, it ruined me for spiders, actually. Uh, it, um, Arachnophobia, yeah, did that get you? I, I didn't watch Arachnophobia, although I did see Tarantula in the early 1950s. One and that okay. that kind of freaked did you me see out. Um, eight legged freaks? Did you see I, eight legged freaks? I didn't see eight legged freaks. No, I, I generally David try Archie. to avoid. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, uh, Shelob from uh, Lord of the Rings almost got me. Okay, it's like oh, that's just creepy. Well, there's this scene that they always cut out of King Kong um, that had um, uh, the the sailors, bunch of them, get eaten by these giant spiders, mm-hmm. um, it, and it was filmed, but it was cut because it was considered too scary for people. Yeah, at the time. But it was restored in the restored version that they put out when I saw it in university. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw most of those, like in Va- in fact, Frankenstein. It's And that very famous scene where the, he's with this little toddler this is the girl. Original, the 1932 Carl. 1932, yep. Yeah, uh, yeah. Burst Karloff. Yeah. And she throws a flower into the river. I'm Maria. Will you play with me? Would you like one of my flowers? You have those, and I'll have these. I can make a boat. See how mine floats? No, you're hurting me! No! Mm-hmm. And he, of course, imitates her and picks her up and tosses her into the, in the lake. Yeah. And, of course, the, the townspeople find her floating dead body. Yes. And that's what drives them insane with the torches and right. the torch, the yeah. burning and the torches. And um, that was cut out of any subsequent reshowing on TV or anywhere it was because it was considered too harmful to see this toddler getting tossed by this yeah. large monster. Like all, all the uh, beautiful things go in the river. So it's like it doesn't. It, yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, she showed him. He imitated. That's what he does. Yeah. Um, but uh, I saw it in film school, and that was a big bone of contention for a lot of people in class. Yeah. You know, that, that, that was actually part of the original movie, right? Mm-hmm. That why would they, you know, especially at that time, right? Yeah. I mean, they had much more sensibility back then. There was, it was gauche to mm-hmm. toss a little toddler into the water and to show her floating with her face down. Um, that was, you know, pretty harsh at the time. It, it was, but again, it that was, was as scary, scary as movies ever well, got for. And, and at, at the time, it was very scary. In fact, there's a story about the director James Whale, uh, who was in New York for the premiere. Right. Uh, it went very well. After the premiere is over, he goes back to his hotel. He's asleep. The phone rings. He picks up the phone. There's a voice at the end saying, "Are you the guy who directed that movie Frankenstein that, that premiered I, tonight?" And he goes, "Yeah, that was me." He said, "Yeah, well, I was at that premiere, and I can't sleep now, so I'm damned if I'm going to let you." Sleep. <laughs> you see, and that was the effect it had. And when you're when you're seven and eight, that's pretty. 
you know, that gets you. Well, you know, I'll you tell don't you, realize what, what's out there. It's more scary. It's funny. You know, we ha- I had a copy of it on VHS. It was the, the restored version. I had mm-hmm. a copy on, on VHS, and it was in my collection. And, of course, my, my wife, Frances, told our daughter, Jill, don't watch this. It's a scary movie. <laughs> yeah, don't watch yeah. this. So, of course. Don't watch The Godfather. It has a horse head in yeah, the bed. So yeah, so what's, what's, what's she going to do? One night mm-hmm. or, or one morning, early in the morning, she gets up early. She gets up 4 o'clock in the morning. She grabs Frankenstein. She puts it in the machine. Probably grab one of your malt lick. Probably and, grab and, one of your beers too. And she watches it. So she watches Frankenstein. Yeah. Uh, so of course, you know, a little while later, it's like you know, it's Halloween. You said, "Let's watch a scary movie." He said, "Oh, let's watch Frankenstein." She goes, "Oh, Dad, I've already seen it." <laughs> Don't tell Mom. <laughs> How old was she? She was four. Yeah, four. Mom, yeah. Where and she she, she she was okay with care? it. She was okay she was with it. Daycare. <laughs> she was okay with it. You know, it's the only part that scared her, of course, was the part that you mentioned with throwing mm-hmm. the little girl in the river. Right. You know, that kind of freaked her out a bit, but yeah, she was actually pretty good with that. Although it's funny, my we were t- I was talking with my wife, Frances, who was also our music director. Yes. Uh, nothing scares her. She's afraid of nothing. Frances is not afraid of. Oh, anything. I don't see. I I don't doubt that. I mean, she she, she cut a bitch. But she told me that the one th- movie that scared her when she was younger was uh, the Three Worlds of Gulliver. Whoa. Which was 1962. Yeah. Uh, Kerwin Matthews stars as Gulliver. Yes. It was on TV. When the part when he's little or when he's really big? Actually, no. It wasn't the movie itself. The movie itself didn't frighten her. Okay. That night she had a dream that she was Gulliver and she was in Lilliput and all the Lilliputians okay. were around and she couldn't stop stepping on them. So she had this nightmare where she was <laughs> trying to avoid stepping on the Lilliputians, but she and she said the feeling when they crushed under her foot was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> was she wearing shoes or, or bare feet? I don't. I think she was wearing shoes, but okay. It was just she told me that was the most freakiest dream that she'd ever have because of a movie. Well, I mean, the movie won't scare her, but it's her own goddamn fault for being so small, right? <laughs> well, what can yeah, I do? You know. I'm the giant. What can <laughs> I do? I'll walk slowly. Get out of my freaking way. Yeah. yeah. Or you deserve it. And if you bitch at me, I'm going to kick over your museum, and then I'm going to go to your firehouse. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so you know, but the things that scare you sometimes aren't things you expect. Well, you know, it's always those ones like Seven or Silence of the Lambs, mm-hmm. where you see the, almost the results, but it's the it's the the tone, the mood, um, the 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 atmosphere they created. Like when 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 um. When Hannibal Lecter escapes from that, uh, you know, escape-proof prison, quote unquote, yeah. with a freaking paperclip, I mean, that scares me more than any. And then he cut the guy's face off so he could escape in the ambulance. It's just brilliant, right? Yeah. But it's yeah. it's it scares the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. Who has the mind to do something like that and do it calmly? Right? <laughs> exactly. That scares me because I, I could be that guy. I mean, I could be back on that water tower with my rifle and more than one bullet. That was my, my problem. Yeah. I only took one bullet. I didn't take a sun hat. I took no water. I didn't take a lunch. Yeah. I mean, by the time I shot my bullet, I was still mad. Yeah. But what could I do about it? Yeah, I mean, you know. you the cops didn't even things. show up. I had to go back down, right? Mm-hmm. And by the time I got back down, I was in no mood to climb back up. So yeah. crisis averted. I mean, planning is everything, yeah, right? That's true. But when the, when the guy's thinking nine steps ahead of you, I can deal with seven steps, right? Yeah. When he's, I can, yeah. He's always ahead of you. He's always one step ahead of you. Oh, and, and especially, especially like seven. Here he comes. What? I wish I could have lived like Shut you did. Shut up. What the fuck are you talking about? Do you hear me, Detective? I'm trying to tell you how much I admire you and your pretty wife. What? Tracy. What'd you fucking say? It's disturbing how easily a member of the press can purchase information from the men in your precinct. I visited your home this morning. After you'd left. 
I tried to play husband. I tried to taste the life of a simple man. It didn't work out. So, I took a souvenir. If you shoot him, he wins. <gasps> if you kill him, he wins. Morgan Freeman, exactly. in that he's, Morgan Freeman he's, voice. He's rigged the game. Oh, yeah, but still, <laughs> when you realize that, that you've got no choice, yeah. and you've gone from dark to daylight where you're supposed to be safe in the mm -hmm. daylight, but yeah. it, things got worse in the daylight. Yeah. Um, that is That is... You know, when I think of movies that affect me, I'll never forget those. Yeah. You know, that that's to me scary. Watching some maniac chew on somebody, um, or or the saw, saw is a little better because there's at least uh, creative. Mm -hmm. But again, I you couldn't make those devices. Yeah. At, at, Canadian Tire doesn't sell the the the, the parts, and you'd have to test them because there's nothing worse than trapping somebody in something that doesn't work. Yeah. Because then you look foolish. And of course, right. you know, if you end up testing, you know, if you're if you're any, any careless at all, you end up you're trapping yourself, and it's like right, it's oh, embarrassing. That, yeah, it's yeah. embarrassing because you got to call the police yeah. or the fire department again to get you out of your own yeah. death trap. Well, right? you know, but speaking about atmospheric horror movies, right? A film that actually frightened me is one that actually had no blood in it, uh, no really ghosts, no monsters. Well, it has ghosts, uh, and it was The Haunting. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen, but it does happen. Now look, Doc, we're buddies, okay? But don't try to convert me. I'm trying to prepare you. My name's Marquay, Dr. Marquay, a scientist interested in the supernatural. The unnatural, if you like. I came to Hill House to find the key to another world. Which was the, uh, I think it was 1964, uh, adaptation of Shirley Jackson's The Haunting of Hill House, which has now become a big Netflix series. I've heard of that. I don't know if I want to watch it, because is it any good? The Haunting, actually, very it's, it frightened me quite a bit. There, there's no there's no blood. You know, there's okay. no there's no monsters. There's no jump scares. There's just the ghosts, and it's people alone in the house with the ghosts. And that, oh. it's a very slow burn psychological movie. And that, I wasn't expecting, you know, right. to get under my skin, but it did. Right. You know, so it, you don't even need to have the... If you, I, I if think you do it right... You yes, can, you can frighten people just by less is more, yeah, and by, it's more memorable. By talking, I mean, a lot of these torture points will be forgotten when the great ones like that will be remembered. Yeah. But I've heard a lot about the haunting of Hill House, and I don't know. Like, I I want to, but it's one of those things that I've got so many stuff to watch anyway, mm -hmm. and it is horror, and it will freak me out, and so I can maybe let it go, yeah. right? Because, uh, you know, I just don't need to go there. That's why I don't watch any of those American Horror Story ones. I, because, now I watched half of the first season of American Horror Story. Okay. Yeah. Again, those get raves from people, but you know. And again, the new Sabrina, I th I've heard good things about that, but they they muffed up the Salem thing. I yeah. thought they had a good thing with him as being kind of this avatar, this kind of demon that could talk to her when he was in demon form mm -hmm. and telepathically talk to her when he's in cat form. Yeah. But they didn't do it. I hear they. Uh, someone told me I would be disappointed. Okay. And he knows me well enough to know that I would be. Yeah. So I probably won't go anywhere near Sabrina because I got too much other things to watch. All right. Right. So, you yeah. know, I'd like to, but when you when you ruin the talking cat in a movie in a show that needs a talking cat by its concept, by its very origin, um, then you lost me. It, sorry. Yeah, it needs the talking cat. It's like Titanic. I avoided that movie forever. I've seen a sinking ship, right? Mm -hmm. I yeah. get it. Why should I watch it? Yeah. It's DiCaprio on a sinking ship. That's even worse <laughs> at that time, right? Yeah. And then I got sucked into it, and I got to admit, the last hour is pretty compelling, but um, I still hate um, 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 the director. Yeah, you know, I still think he's an arrogant uh, idiot that uh, James, James almost Cameron. killed his actors in uh, the Abyss. 
who yeah. uh, the abyss again, starring the abyss as again, the abyss. we know we, we got to yes. do this because we're a Canadian show and this is right. you know we're Canadians this is what we do James Cameron Canadian director you know, maniac it's it, this is an, an annoying habit of Canadians to point out yes. who's Canadian but <laughs> yes, um, <right>. but television <laughs> television is frightening television has been putting out some kind of scary stuff I mean you know I mean I mean there's always the old Twilight Zone episode that people are freaked out Just by man man. That always got me. There's always one. Which one? Which one was it for you? To serve man. To serve man. Yeah. Yeah. Or the exactly. one with the masks, where the people end up wearing the faces of their personalities. Or yeah. That one gets me too. Yeah. That one's a good. Or the the one with the operation with the beautiful girl. That that all the all the people on the planet are ugly and have the pig noses. Yes, that's right. Yeah. That one. That one gets me too. Yeah. Um. And and the outer limits, of course. Which one? No, hang on. This was the Twilight Zone. The one with the this is the one that scared me. Burgess Meredith plays the last guy on Earth. Is this a yeah, Twilight the, Zone? Yeah, the, the, the uh, bookworm. Yeah, and he yeah. and he and he's got all the time in the world, and he's got all, all the books, the and he yeah. and he breaks his glasses. Oh, oh that's just that's terrifying. A surling, that's a surling twist that is brilliant for a bookworm you know, like me. That was horrible. yeah, and of course he and when I found out that he wrote Planet of the Apes, I mean that that is so mm-hmm. cool. Some yeah. guy did an edit of that, and you can look for it on YouTube. I'm going to add it to our YouTube page. Um, when I when I finally get to my twenty five uh, top ones, um, right? It's it's somebody had edited down the um, Planet of the Apes to a Twilight Zone episode. Oh yeah. Um, and they they took the clips and they did it kind of like a Serling. Ep- they had an intro with him, yeah. and then they had a uh, an ending. And mm-hmm. so it was all Planet of the Apes with hit, with a twist at the end. You know, they end with the, t- the Statue oh, of Liberty, of course. My that's God, a that's classic brilliant. Twilight Zone. The most brilliant, and it's Rod yeah. Serling uh, to a T. Yeah. It's him, right? That's his <laughs> style, mm-hmm. and it's so brilliant. Um, but they cut it down to be like an episode, so you don't get any of that filler, right? Mm-hmm. You don't get any, um, you know, um, oh, what is it? Uh, you know, Cornelius being a wimp and, and yeah. uh, Dr. Zayas. Yeah. I, I keep wanting to sing in that Dr. Zayas song from The Simpsons, right? <laughs> Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas, right? I love yeah. that song. Yeah. Um, but I can't watch that movie without thinking of a song from now. Yeah. Um, but it's it's and even the remake I didn't mind too much because um, I love the ending of the remake. Now which one are you talking about? The Tim Burton one. I'm talking one? the Mark Wahlberg one. The Mark, yeah, the yeah. Tim Burton, Burton one. Yeah. Again, because I like I like um 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 uh, Michael Clark Duncan and I thought he was very good. I thought the yeah. makeup was very good. Tim Roth was very good. Yeah. And I love the ending where they end up on that planet that's all apes. Mm-hmm. The cops are apes yeah. and the Lincoln is an ape. Yeah. And yeah. you know and that's where he ends up. That is I want to see the sequel to that movie. Yeah. Right. But that was an int- I wondered what they'd come to to make an interesting twist from the original. Mm-hmm. And that really st- stands up. And I and I do enjoy the um the remakes with uh, Andy Serkis as Caesar. That right, the, I think that stuff is yeah. and Woody even Woody, I mean he, Woody can do no wrong. Woody was it's awesome a, in the last one. The yeah. Crazy General. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, those are very interesting movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but another one, what's another scary one that uh, that you can think of right now that really, really got you? Like me, I've, I'm glad they've never done one that has a jack in the box. Because for me, that's where my nightmares start. That little ding, 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 ding. <laughs> And then it comes, I used to have a nightmare when I was a kid where it would be on my lawn. Yeah. And that, that handle would start moving. And then he'd jump out and grab me and pull me back into the dark box. <laughs> oh, I've had that dream a lot. Well, there you go. There's there's our there's our new horror movie. We'll do an independent horror movie go. 
you and I, and, and it'll be Jack, Jack in, the box. in the Box. And I think, uh, why would people go into a place with a Jack in the Box? Because you know when that music starts. It's like the ice cream truck music, music yeah. box dancer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know when that music starts, there's ice cream. Your brain goes, ice cream, music. Of course, yeah. Ice cream. When you hear that clink, 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 you think, something's going to jump up and scare the hell out of me. Yeah. There's a, there's a YouTube clip with little kids being scared by Jack in the Box. I, I saw it, that, yeah. It's true. It's true, right? absolutely. Right. But again, I, I can't figure out how you get people to actually go near the Jack in the Box in the first place. Yeah. Right? To get them caught and pulled in. Well, and once he grabs the three or four people, you think the other two people would leave the room. <laughs> and then he's kind of screwed, right? Yeah. It's like that new one, Escape Room. Have you seen the trailer for that? I've seen the trailer for that, yeah. And again, it looks interesting, but no, no, no. Not for Kelvin. No. Because it, it would terrify the hell out of me. Yep. Because this, the, the mechanisms, right? Mm-hmm. The machinations. Mm-hmm. Somebody was smart enough to put together a, a, a escape room that kills everybody, but it all works all the time, <laughs> right? They always step on the wrong um, a panel and the darts come out of the wall, right? Yeah. Or the big ball rolls down at you, yeah. right? And yep. you don't see it coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just <laughs> in my head I'd be going, why would you even go in the first place? <laughs> Corey, you get a million dollars. When they offer you a million dollars, you know you're going to die by the end of the night because yeah. no one's going to pay you for surviving. Well, right? that's true, yeah. I mean, they're going to give you a box lunch and, and a pat in the back <laughs> and send you on your way. Yeah. You know? Uh, it just doesn't – it doesn't – so that's maybe the reason because I just have no reason to be scared. I don't go on – the scariest ride I ever go on, on on the fair is that little swing thing, right, <laughs> that you see like a little kid. Yeah. That's about as bad as I get. I hate anything that, that terrifies me. I mean, I've jumped out of a plane, uh-huh. but the scariest part was actually getting out of the plane. When you mm-hmm. let go of that little the, the wing thing, that yeah. little rod, mm-hmm. it's the best feeling in the world because you do not feel like you're falling. You feel like you're floating, Yeah, and that is a beautiful feeling, mm-hmm. um, and it's wonderful. Until, of course, you go through a cloud like, like that, <laughs> like in a second, and yeah. then you shake your pants, and then you realize you're floating again, right? Because uh. you have no re- form of reference, right? Yeah. Things aren't moving past you till you get – 10 feet off the ground, right? Yeah. Then things are moving past you pretty well, fast. I'll tell you, I um, I had one moment like that, I, and I've never jumped out of a plane, you know, because it's a perfectly good airplane. Why would you jump out of it? That's my right, right. thinking. But I went up to the CN Tower because you're in two. Toronto. That's what you do. And, and did I they thought, tell you – sorry. Did they tell you on the elevator how many elephants tall it was? I think they probably did. Because the girl did, and my buddy was going, okay, how many hamsters is that? Is there a conversion formula? <laughs> how, many, how many kittens? I don't mean little kittens, but like if you say a bigger cat. Yeah. How many cats would that be? And are they on? Are they standing on two feet or are they on four feet? These elephants, right? And he was, <laughs> she was ready to kill him on the way up. Okay, go ahead. Well, but I'm going up to the CN Tower. I'm excited because it's at the yeah. CN Tower. I'm going to see all of Toronto. It's great. So I'm into the elevator. The elevator comes to the stop. The door opens and I step over. And I thought, okay, no problem. Problem is, as I'm stepping over, I look down, and there's a little gap between yeah. the elevator you're standing yeah. in. It's a tiny, tiny I little gap. I know what you mean, man. But yeah, I had I've this sudden. There. And it was a bright, sunny day, and I had the sudden vision of from where I was standing all the way down to the bottom of the tower. Wow. And I was like, holy crap, I am really high up. And after right. that, I was totally freaked out. Well, even when you're at the window of that, it's freaked out. Mm-hmm. And they've got this thing now where you can hook up and lean forward. Oh, yeah, no. And, I, and, no, 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 no. no. And even that. they do the glass thing you lean forward. No, no, no. no In China, no, no. they have a, a, a big uh, uh, suspended bri- uh, a suspension bridge. Mm-hmm. Across this valley with glass um, uh, floor. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Yeah. And it actually cracked one of the panels. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm not even going there. No. And even in China, they had an escalator that broke down. And they had a, instead of fixing it, they put a sign telling people when you get to the top, jump over the gap. 
<laughs> because if you don't, you're going to get caught in the gap and you're going to die. Yeah. Why not stop the escalator and use it as stairs? No. <laughs> We're going to put this sign up that tells you to jump at the last minute, right? So if you're an elderly Chinese person, I don't know why they're trying to kill them off because everything in that country is like that. But I mean, they had again. It's 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 glass, but it was cracked. It wasn't supposed to crack. And I'm oh. not jumping from one panel of glass to another. <laughs> yeah. Over the Right? Yeah, someone the did other that. Yeah. Oh Some large Chinese person did that, right? Already. <laughs> I mean, that's why I don't leave Canada, because I know what's going to kill me here. Yeah. Right? I, I, I don't go I, I don't go to Australia because everything there is trying to kill you. Yeah. I mean, the I most, think the, the only most thing that's going to kill me here in Canada is poutine. Oh, poutine, of course. But what a way to die. But that's the way to go. Is it yummy? That's a slow death. Yeah. That's yeah. a slow death. Yeah. That I'll bring that on myself. Okay. <laughs> right? I'll gladly take that bullet. Mm-hmm. Right? But I'm not going anywhere where uh, uh, an octopus the size of my thumbnail has more venom in it than any other creature in the world, yeah. right? I mean, if they had, the, if the guy next to me had the antivenom, he couldn't get to me fast enough, <laughs> right? And they live in the little shallows where kids play and you walk around with your bare feet if you're afraid of the ocean, mm-hmm. right? Even there, they're assholes, yeah. you know? So I don't deal with a, a, a whole continent that wants to kill me. Mm-hmm. At least here, things freeze, right? Yeah, yeah. There's no rats. Oh, there's hantavirus, but there's no Ebola. There's no plague, right? There's no plague squirrels. Yeah. I mean, they're coming, but there's none here yet. Yeah. yeah. So I don't have to worry about that. I remember the, back in the 70s, the killer bees scare. Oh, my God. Killer bees were going to come from South America up to North America. As soon as they, they got to the border in Canada, we're, we're safe. And then, yeah, that's right. It's and then they, they, they'd stop, right? Yeah. Because they, know, they recognize borders. Yeah. And they know, oh, my God, I'm cold. Yeah. Oh, geez, it's freezing. Let's turn exactly. back. Yeah. <laughs> Let's turn back. I'm going back to Florida. Yeah. Those assholes are, are more, you know, it's better to sting them than, than these Canadians, right? Because <laughs> yeah. I'll get drunk off their, their high uh, alcohol beer, right? <laughs> their little stubby bottles, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, they had a whole philosophy, these 70s bees. Yeah. But do you remember that, that movie, The Swarm? Yes, I do remember this one. One of the many bad movies Michael Caine was in. Yeah. But of course you saw it because it was one of these great earthquake, avalanche, the uh, the Poseidon Adventure, Towering mm-hmm. Inferno yep. that came out. And I remember that woman had that, that uh, hallucination of bees in her room mm-hmm. in the hospital bed, and the effects are so bad. right? And you can't be afraid. You almost have to be laughing at her. Yeah. Uh, and when you're laughing at a killer bee's hallucination, then your movie's ruined. Right? <laughs> I mean, you know from the beginning. <laughs> I mean, the producer's looking at it and goes, really? A killer bee's hallucination? <laughs> I mean, I want my, I, you owe me money. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm canceling your check. <laughs> I'm calling the bank right now. Because, uh. I mean, that, yeah, again, yeah, killer bees. Actually, I was more afraid of the nuclear bombs. When, when, uh, when, when in Iraq invaded Iran in 1980, mm-hmm. I remember me and my buddy sat out in the, uh, watching, uh, uh, sitting on a hill of dirt. Watching the German soldiers' compound in Shiloh, Manitoba. They had German soldiers there training, yeah. and they had their own compound. But we could watch it from this mound of dirt we called Rudy's Mountain, mm-hmm. and we'd smoke our Colt cigars, and we'd we'd watch these Germans, and then we'd listen to our little transistor radios. And Iran invaded Iraq, and for some reason we got on our heads that uh, since we live near North Dakota, uh, Minot, North Dakota, where all the missiles were, that that would be one of the first targets mm-hmm. that the Ruskies fired. So we were just waiting for the they. The, the glow to come. Yeah, I'm serious. We were like terrified. Have another cigar, boys. This is the end, right? Yeah. Well, we, no, you know, I think all of us lived. You know, all of us who grew up in the '80s. I mean, I'm I, a I child of the Cold War, man. I was in Vancouver in the '80s. We, I grew up with nihilism and punk rock. So yeah. And, yeah. And Billy, so you know, and Billy Idol. <laughs> yeah, Ben, and you sneered too, because that I man did, had. I tried to. I could get a great sneer. I couldn't do that. I, oh, and I, you did that, and you sweet, sweet, and you did that thing with the the fist thing you did. Yeah. 
And actually, uh, see, I was, he did Rebel. He did, I, I love uh, the punks. Um, I was, I was, I was a big fan of the punk scene in Vancouver. I never saw Billy Idol in concert though. Oh, I did. I, I, I did. Wish, I wish and I actually, I, saw a, I saw a clip of him with doing um, Rebel Yell with Miley Cyrus in one of these shows. <laughs> And I thought, no, 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 right? But I could not turn it off, and I had to watch it. And I'm telling you, Billy looked good. Billy had his co- his willow jacket open, mm-hmm. right? And he could, and he was our age, and he could show off dead belly, right? Yeah. He had to look, and he was good, and Miley was good. Mm-hmm. I was surprised how good they were together. Like that was actually genius. And usually I look at Miley Cyrus and go, eh, right? And I watched a lot of Hannah Montana. I got to admit, right? <laughs> I, I'm, that's one of my my. Um, and then she lost her goddamn mind, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? She could have been okay. But one of her dad's songs, like, there, want to talk horror stories? Achy Breaky Heart. There is a horror story. <laughs> I hate that song so much. Achy Breaky Heart. Yeah. yeah. When I left, when I left this school, I was teaching that for a couple of years. Um, they played that song as a, like, to me, as, like my last day to, to, as an homage because they knew how much I hated that freaking <laughs> song. So the fact that he was her daughter and she was so good in that Hall- Hannah Montana show. Hannah and Ma- I yeah. love me, I love me my Disney shows, right? I just, there was a time when, um, that and Wizards of Waverly Place, Samila and Gomez, mm-hmm. she's my, she's my girl. Yeah. Um, I love them both, but then she lost her goddamn mind. Yeah. I mean, of course, Selena did too with with Bieber. Well, it's but- it's, it's like uh, you know, when every, anyone who sort of wasn't paying attention, they suddenly they saw Miley Cyrus, you know, doing the thing with uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, that's right. Who lost his wife because he got freaky with that 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 yeah. uh, model, yeah. Uh, Dowski. Yeah, what's his name? Um, uh, he's a uh, um, what's his name? Son. Robin um, Thicke's son. Robin Thicke's son. Thank yeah. you. I don't know his, his name, wife, but he did that. Right. You know, in that song that he's paying through his nose because he he ripped off uh, Mar- Marvin Gaye. Yeah. So Which we all can hear. So if you, know, you weren't paying attention, you could see that on TV and go, wow, this is the weirdest episode of Hannah Montana ever. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, when, when, when Will Smith and his son are looking at that performance, like, go, what the hell? Yeah. Right? You know there's problems because yeah. everything Will Smith does and his son does, I look at it and go, what the hell? Yeah. So if they think something is too extreme for them, right, and too weird for them, it's yeah. bad. And she was wearing that bad outfit with the bad hair, and she had her tongue out, and, uh, you know, yeah. it was like, Miley, Miley. I mean, I could see. You know, all them Disney girls lose their mind eventually. Yeah. I mean, um, all of them do. It's just like it. It just. I mean, even even um um. Uh, what was that one uh, during the 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 Musketeers? Um, Annette Funicello. Annette Funicello. You know, yeah. Even she lost her goddamn mind. So it, it's it. There, it something happens to these Disney princesses, right? Yeah. 
But that was over the top. And that you, was you know, bad. You talk about horror films on television. There you, That's you couldn't turn away. You want to turn away? It's like Gaga in the meat dress, right? <laughs> you or the egg. You yeah. want to turn away, but you can't because yeah, then she puts can't. out a song like like um 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 Bad Romance. Yes, yes. thank you. Bad Romance is brilliant. I love and, Bad Romance. I do too, and I like her a lot as much as I tried to hate her. And it's the one reason, and we'll talk scary things. I cannot watch A Star Is Born. Maybe one day I will, but I love Bradley Cooper because he's Rocket Raccoon, so he gets a free pass for life for me, like like Jake Gyllenhaal gets for Donnie Darko. Right. He can make any crap he wants, and he might be the next Batman. Um, and he has Mysterio in the next Spider-Man movie, which I hope they give him the fishbowl helmet. Please, <laughs> the fishbowl. Fish he's already helmet. got the suit, right, which looks good. But I've seen him without the helmet, so I hope they CGI that in. Yeah. But I've seen the pictures from the set where he doesn't have the helmet on, so I'm going, oh, but I want the helmet, right? Mm-hmm. That's the best thing about Mysterio. Um, so he gets the pass, but so does um, – oh, yeah, yeah. You, Bradley you can't Cooper. go watch it. Why, why can't, can't watch you watch it? it? Maybe it's time to let the old ways down. Maybe it's time to let the old ways down. It takes a lot to change, man. Hell, it takes a lot to try. You know, man, in the old days, I always knew, like, you were going to do something, that you'd be all right. It's the first time I'm worried about you. Can I ask you a personal question? Okay. Tell me something, girl. Do you write songs or anything? I don't sing my own songs. Why? I just don't feel comfortable. Why wouldn't you feel comfortable? Almost every single person has told me they liked the way I sounded, but that they didn't like the way I look. I think you're beautiful. Because it's uh, and and Lady Gaga, she is so amazingly beautiful and cute in that movie. Like she's the when you combine cute and pretty, mm-hmm. right? She just has this look that I just adore her. I watch the trailers and I go, I love her, right? Mm-hmm. I love her look. I love the way she's talking. Right. And I think she's going to get an Oscar for this. I hope she does. That's because big big respect. She got her shot, right? From mm-hmm. Bradley Cooper, who directed and 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 wrote this. And again, the movie's done been done four times. Yeah. But, the fact that he picked her because she has that certain A Star is Born quality, mm-hmm. and he wasn't afraid of being overshone by her if she was better than him. Yeah. And I hear she is better than him, which which he is fantastic in it. Yeah. But I hear it just – everyone I talk to, they leave the theater bawling their eyes out, mm-hmm. and I just can't do it. I just can't put myself through that, and it's right. funny that a movie would do that to me, right? That I'm so afraid of seeing it because I don't want to be sad, Yeah. and I don't want to know – you know, because I just love the trailer. I love everything. It's going to get Sam. Um, who's that old Western guy? Duh. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Who, and when he just talks, you just want to listen to everything he says. Yeah. He's, he's the only reason why I actually sat through several episodes of the TV series The Ranch. Oh, yeah. Which normally Calvin I wouldn't I, have anything to do with because I, you know. Yeah. Calvin, I want you to take that piece of cow shit and I want you to eat it. And I will. <laughs> and I want you to get in that Ford and I want you to drive it to another piece of cow shit. And then I want you to eat that. And I will. He's because he's Sam Elliott. He's so soothing. Yeah. That voice is just talk to me, Sam. 
yeah. right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> he's just one amazing, and he's in that one, and he does his lines. Music is just eight octaves between three notes, right? Or so, you know, it is wow. He's wise, like the Dalai Lama, this guy, right? <laughs> with a, with a cowboy accent, right? Yeah. So I will not like I will miss anything he's in, but I just can't see it. I just I don't want to know. I don't yeah. want to get to that point where something bad happens. Yeah. I want him just to walk away happy. I want him mm-hmm. to bring out the rock of raccoon voice, and I want her to get in a meat dress, and I just <laughs> want him to sit around the house watching Twin Peaks, right? Just something like that. But no, um, no. I'm a very. I'm telling you, I'm a delicate house orchid. I only grow under certain conditions. That's why, like, I'm going to be impossible to talk to a month after that that guy talked to me, right? Yeah. How does that happen? Come on. Can you imagine if you and me are looking at each other from a year from now, and we're sitting there with, well, you have your wife, and I have my my European uh, trophy um, uh, mail order uh, mail bride, order bride yeah. right, from yeah. the Ukraine, yeah. who is impressed with me because I have indoor plumbing, and she doesn't have to pick potatoes, right? <laughs> Like I'm the best man she's ever known because I can read and write. I mean, you know, and we're looking at each other going, "Can you believe it?" You know, like that's that's our next year. That's the year for from now. Can you imagine? <laughs> well, and, you, and your and your and your wife is trying to talk to Svetlana because she doesn't understand very much English. You know. <laughs> And your wife's telling her, wear more low-cut dresses, cleavage, cleavage, that's what, cleavage, that's what you're trying to, and she's looking on the on the, the iPad to translate cleavage for her, you know, <laughs> you know, that, things like that. Uh, you watch 90 Day Fiancé? I hope you don't. I, I have not. My mother does? Yeah. And there's one woman from Ukraine, her name's Anfisa, again, another perfect name, yeah. but she's all that you would imagine a gold digger from the Soviet Union would be. Mm. She's unbelievably beautiful, cute. Um, sexy, but she's a pain in the ass who wants everything, right? And the guy she picks is the last guy she'd pick because she thought he had money, right? Yeah. And then she finds out he has no money. <laughs> and then he's in jail trouble because he's, well, he's got money, but he's laundering money, right? So <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a good reason. Yeah. Go I, I got money, but it's fiance. not mine. Yeah, yeah it's not yeah. mine. I'm helping really bad people. Yeah. Uh, that I'm getting rich off on five percent, you know. Yeah. It's you know you don't want to tell that to your Russian mail order bride. Yeah, it's disappointing that you didn't give her the life of her dreams <laughs> because really she could have any old stinky billionaire she wants. She's that good looking, right? Yeah, and she's that aloof. And any woman that would hate me that much, I must have. She just detested me so much, I must have her, right? She's just so arrogant and, and so full of herself. But she should be, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, the other side, I look and go, yes, you should have a man that you can walk over, right? You should have a man that pays for all of your Botox and things like that. Mm-hmm. You, should, you, de- you're, you deserve to be a trophy wife, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if I only could have sex with you once a year, that's worth a million a year, right? <laughs> That's worth it to me, right? <laughs> I got that in, in pocket change, right? You know, so I, I just feel bad for her. So she's on 90 Day Fiance, but that's my dream mail order bride, right oh. there. You know, she would be impressed with me. But again, if she doesn't speak the language, like anything, I, any reference I make, yeah. she wouldn't know. And you think that would annoy me? But that would only impress me more. 
<laughs> you know, you think I want to, you think I'd want a woman who's pop culture savvy, but you'd be wrong. And that's my, that's my pain right there. There you go. And the mirror's reflection I'm a-dancing all with myself But when there's no one else inside I think the crowd and lonely night Well, I wait so long for my love vibration And I'm dancing all with myself This has been a COC production.